Okay. Are you just ready? You, just, just before we started recording, I went down to get the tea and biscuits. I got the tea. I managed to drop an entire packet of biscuits all over the floor. <laughs> it was an explosion in crumbs, and I'm deeply unhappy. So now instead, I've got a fucking banana. Oh, no. Yeah, it was shit. <laughs> Still eating it. It was shit. Right. <laughs> oh, this, this show gets worse. What? This, this show gets worse. No, no, no. I mean, you can put stuff like that on Facebook and people give you likes for it. That's true. Maybe we need to get worse before we become famous. to episode 18 of A Notre Dame Conspiracy. I am your host, Carl, and here to make podcasting great again is my co-host. Hello. Hello. I'm busy. Are you busy? Yeah. Great fucking time to be busy. When, when we're halfway through, <laughs> not even halfway through, we're fucking, we haven't managed a minute, and you're just like, ah, fuck it, I'm giving up, I've got Twitter to do, or whatever yeah. people do these days. No one uses Twitter anymore. <laughs> well, you do. I do. It's just you. Just me. Just you. And Donald Trump. <laughs> just tweeting. Yeah, you and Trump. Uh, wait, hang on. You're the source. You're, you're like how news agencies actually find out about Trump. It's you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all those all those people that he's been trolling. It's just your fake accounts. <laughs> I am Twitter. So what are we doing today? Apparently you're going to read out some letters. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be entertaining. And then um, uh, you're going to do... Well, I'm just looking at the list we made here. You're going to do a news roundup. Yep. Because we have not recorded in a while, I mm. thought, let's round up all the news that we didn't get to talk about and then ignore it can afterwards. We, can, yeah, I was just going to say, can we round it up and put it in a bin? Uh, yeah, 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 basically, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then you're going to talk about the, dig- <laughs> the digital economy bill. I am indeed. Okay, and then I'm going to talk about films, which you have very kindly labelled pretentious movie season yep. on this list that we made. We're going to the party. We're going to the game. We're going to the disco. Ain't gonna cruise out, man. We're stealing people's mail. 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 On a Friday night. Yes, so, um, since we've been off air, we've had many, many listener mail. Many, oh. many listener mail. Um, Is that why you keep using the singular? Yeah, it's mail. like, it's like from... we have listener mail from our listener. Um, 
Um, a complaint letter, actually. Excellent. My favourite. Uh, people hate you. Oh, good. Um, so we've got our first hate mail. Mm-hmm. It's actually only our second mail to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a 50% win rate for me, then. Go on. I am writing to complain about an issue in regard to your podcast, The Damn Conspiracy. It I mean, has come you got to the my... name wrong. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. It has come to my attention that you have extremely exclusionary approach to guests, limiting such opportunities to those who use paid-for, non-free software. Additionally, I have reason to believe that when your hosts use the slur vegetarians to refer to those opting to use free software, (laughs) this is staggeringly ignorant. I would have expected the staff at the damn conspiracy to appreciate the value of freedom, openness and transparency in the software they use, rather than to categorise, alienate and demean free and open source users by belittling their values. In response, I would like to take this opportunity to extend the vegetarian metaphor and suggest that, in fact, free software users are meat eaters. We hand-select the best prime cuts from software repositories, we remove the gristle, we break, bake our own bread, and we know exactly what's in our food. We are far from vegetarian. You, on the other hand, have no idea what's in your food. The closed-source nature of your OS and software means you will never know. You are eating the software equivalent of Happy Shopper tin of generic meat. You are washing it down with an unknown blue liquid that you purchased because the bottle was pretty but it doesn't list the ingredients. At least we know what we're eating and have the freedom to choose what we eat, and you have no idea what's in your software, and yet you still use it, like buying generic canned meat, because you are too lazy to learn how to cook. I would expect so much better from the damn conspiracy, and I hope you decide... Really? And I hope, <laughs> Sorry. And I hope you decide to take action on this matter. Sincerely, Ronald Dickenby. Well, there we are. I mean, look, if I have used the phrase vegetarians and it's been offensive, I, I will, of course, correct myself and, and describe them as vegans instead. Um, <laughs> look, look, you know, we we do use free software. Um, shout out to Audacity. It's free. And, um, you know, you've got a choice. You can have something that's open source, which is full of fucking holes like a frigging colander. And the only difference is that you know it's got holes in it. But the thing is, you know Skype's got holes in it too. So it's like, well, there's no fucking difference. Anyway, look, the point is, snooping shouldn't be happening. That's the reality. It's not an issue with the software. It's an issue with the politics. And, you know, going vegan is... um, No, you see, no, 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 no. Going vegetarian is admirable. Um, Going vegan is... um, I mean, I, I, I hope this complainant wasn't expecting anything different from me. Look, that, I, I, I don't want to download something that's fucking vegan onto my computer. Oh, I'm already that... running fucking Windows. I, could, I, I download vegan onto Windows. It's like putting salad on a fucking steak and saying it's vegan. <laughs> right, go on then. Let's hear this second one then. Well, the second one isn't so anti-you, so I suppose that's something. No, no, I, 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 I'm not sure why I'm getting the blame for this. <laughs> that, you know, you're using Windows. No, I'm not. Are you not? No. What are you using? Well, I've used Mac for almost every episode. Oh, well, I'm recording this sake, one on Linux, so yeah, yeah, whatever. You're recording this on Linux? Yes. God. I mean, unfortunately, I'm having to use Skype, but... <laughs> what, on Linux? Yeah. You see what I mean about putting salad on a steak? 
Yeah, but your salad is ruining my steak. What? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, the, the Linux is the salad. Dear George, and all the other imaginary creatures, I am writing to try and find some answers to the great cliffhanger you left on a few episodes ago. Oh, I you asked, remember that. You asked for recommendations for mobile phones, of which I'm sure you got thousands of responses. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. I'm intrigued about what you decided on in the end. I personally don't understand this Internet of Things culture and instead communicate through letters I stick on the back of goats that walk past my house. Ah, uh, very vegan. I hope this letter reaches you well. Kind regards, IB Fictional. So, what phone do you buy? So, um, you said you didn't understand the Internet of Things. Um, I, I actually found a way of uh, using my microwave as a phone. Um, it's not hugely portable, but I put some wheels on it, just, you know, little casters. Um, and I kind of pull it behind me like a dog. Um, I, I have had some funny looks in the past, so I've, I've put some ears on it just to make it clear that it's a dog and not a microwave being used as a phone. Okay. I, I hope that clears up. Uh, that's my advice to anyone as well. Um, if, you're, you know, if you're seriously looking at uh, having a phone which uh, also doubles as a, a part of a botnet, then, um, yeah, <laughs> use an internet-enabled microwave. Great idea. Okay, good. Very practical. Oh, good. Well, we have had a comment on Facebook, Ooh. on our Facebook page. You brought some posts, I brought a comment. Uh, it's from a regular listener. Um, he is known to us. <laughs> and he asks, do you agree with the idea of a maximum earnings cap? And if so, what should it be? That's an interesting question. I suspect it's in response to Jeremy Corbyn's complaints that uh, some people earn an obscene amount of money, which is, by the way, plainly true. Do I agree with the idea of a maximum earnings cap? What do you think? Oh, that is interesting. Because I don't agree with screwing over your employees just so you can maximise your profits and your earnings. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with zero contracts. There is Poverty is absolutely rife in in this country. A country though, where, like, where pe people are employed and in poverty. Yes, exactly. And so, should there be a maximum earnings cap? Well, that's hard. Like, do I want to say people should not earn money, like as much money as they can? Well, I don't think that's the problem. The problem is greedy fuckers who who think making money for their own personal gain is, you know, is the number one priority in life, and that other people literally don't matter. That's what I really don't like. And so what we need to do is we need to fix equality. Um, inequality, sorry. We need to fix inequality. Um, <laughs> so do I agree with the idea? If it gets greedy cunts who are selfish, maybe that's your bit. It's like, you know, how decent of a human being are you? Oh, you're a cunt. Well, okay, maximum earnings cap for you. You do a lot of charity. You're a very nice person. You happen to have a nice house and you've earned a lot of money. That's okay. You go ahead. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'd agree with an awful lot of, of, of what you said there. I, I, I think that uh, most people would struggle to understand the idea of uh, a world with a maximum earnings cap because um, how how much should it be? And, 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 and then, well, what if you could earn more in another country? Wouldn't you just take your money to another country and be paid through another system, you know? I mean, yeah. there are tax havens. That's what tax havens are for, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. it's very, very hard to know whether it's actually ever going to be a realistic suggestion. I think this has been suggested because it's um, it's a demonstration of left-wing principles. It's a, a demonstration in hard policy terms that people are not getting paid fair amounts. People are getting paid too much when their workers aren't getting paid enough. Um, and I think that a policy like this, whilst totally unrealistic and understood by the people suggesting it to be totally unrealistic, um, is a bit pie in the sky and unenforceable, it gets the headline. And that is the trouble that the Labour Party is having at the moment, getting headlines in newspapers, on TV. You have to do things like this to get headlines. And what worries me about this policy is not the policy itself so much. Um, I, I, I would be amazed if it ever actually happened. What worries me about this is that they're going to see this as a success. It's made the headlines. And they're going to keep on releasing ridiculous policy after ridiculous policy, which they know is ridiculous. And we're going to end up in a state where the party looks even more stupid. Yeah. And that is a nightmare situation for me. I think that would be absolutely horrible. Um, do, do I agree, though, fundamentally with the maximum earnings cap? In law, no. Um, although I think people should... <clears throat> should be morally aware of the consequences of taking so much money. Um, you know, it's it's not like, oh, I'm working hard, so I'm getting lots of money, and that's fine, because you're working hard and you should get paid an appropriate amount of money, which is fine if it's a lot, but you should understand that that money is being taken from somewhere. Money doesn't just magically appear. It is a fixed amount, and it comes from somewhere and if it's coming from people who are paying for your stuff and it's going straight back to you that is money coming out of the pockets of normal people and going to the pockets of people who are already too wealthy yeah. and that is a serious serious problem and that is why inequality is consistently growing in fact not even consistently growing growing more and more rapidly um, and and I, I, I what worries me about our society these days is that following the second world war where people really understood what it meant to 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 come together to coalesce and and support each other irrespective of whether they were rich or poor we're now in a society where the rich feel there's no moral problem with farming money off poor people they just don't see it as an issue because they don't feel remotely close because they're separated from poor people in every possible imaginable way and they're actively doing it. You know, there's a reason that you buy a luxury yacht. It's so that you don't have to stay in a hotel with a pleb, if that's how you look at it. I mean, that, and it's just an ignorance of poverty. And you look at the business people who've come from nothing, and, you know, these self-made businessmen, there are plenty of them. They get far too much hype compared to all the business people who are not self-made, which is the vast majority. I'm talking rich business people here, the super rich. All these people, they do charity work and they understand 
they need to look after their employees and they care on the whole and it's a very very deep discrepancy between them and the people who just inherited their fortune mm. and you know those people for instance do despicable things to pigs and go on to be prime ministers or, or chancellors of course that's that's another one um, and it's deeply disappointing do I think a maximum earnings cap should exist yes but in moral terms it should be seen as greedy greedy to take an obscene amount of money and it should be so bad an offence in moral terms that you do not want to do it I mean I, 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 I wouldn't see any problem if unions went on strike because the owner of the company earned so much money but of course we live in a society where people can flitter from job to job and that's of course touted as a good thing but the reality of the situation is that if you are not securing your job and there is no job security because you want to be able to move freely and quickly your wages are devalued and unionization is destroyed so we have an erosion of workers rights and we have no moral compunction of these rich employers who are making an absolute fortune it is seriously seriously broken and the last thing we need is another right-wing government just just running wild with this free market capitalism as if people don't matter the only objective is their their wealth and their money it is, it is a huge, huge problem. And with the election of Donald Trump, a businessman who epitomizes that approach, it is only going to get worse and worse and worse. And we keep vitriolizing trade unions. We keep attacking them and saying they're acting inappropriately. They may, they may make mistakes, but look at who they're standing up for. Look at who they're standing up for. And think about that before you criticize them. That's my message. Well, there we are. I ranted again. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, so... a lot of news happened that we no. haven't been able to report on and I thought I'd collate some of that news together just to let you know what you've missed out on if your only source of news in the world no, is I'm sorry, podcast. How, how the fuck have you missed out on it? I mean seriously I mean the amount of people that are making their bunkers to get rid of, like away from Donald Trump it's probably risen quite no, a lot but you'd only make the bunker if you'd heard of it maybe you just felt it in the air <laughs> Right. Okay. So, do you, want, do you want to know some of the headlines, the most important headlines of the last few months? Yes, I've no idea what happened. Please tell me. Okay, good. Well, the people of America voted Donald Trump in. What? They've unveiled an eight-meter-tall dinosaur robot in in um, Tokyo. Well, what's that got to do with Donald Trump? No, this is this. That's the second headline. <laughs> I mean, is, is Donald Trump, you know, the King Kong to this new dinosaur? Uh, I think so. The uh, high court rulings might slow down Brexit. Well, well, no, that's not strictly true. Might do. No, it won't. Uh, Waitrose chaos is worse than ever. What? Yeah. Uh, Leonard Cohen died. Good songwriter. Mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, an owl attacked a bus driver. What? No, I missed that one. Yeah. That one I genuinely didn't know about. Uh, Fidel Castro died. 
No, no, I knew about that one. Uh, Paul Nuttall was elected leader of the UKIPs. Now, you see, they are like, they're like fucking vegetarian politicians because they're all anti-establishment. <laughs> you were saying Linux users are like UKIP supporters. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still digging, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Christmas adverts happened. Uh, now, you see, you see, that is newsworthy. Corporations released adverts so we would buy their shit. That is fucking news. The hunt enters the third week for the missing Morris Dancers poll. What? ISIS struck a Christmas market. That was very, very upsetting. Oh. Now, I've actually been to that market as well. Um, it's very upsetting. It was a few, well, a fair few years ago now. But that's yeah. a, it's a big one. That's a big market in, in right in the centre of Berlin. It was a horrible incident. Outrage as body shaming reaches baby clothing. What? Yeah. Football club spends two hours a day cleaning dog mess off the pitch. <laughs> oh my god. Why? Italian Prime Minister resigns. Yeah, that's interesting actually. He he probably didn't need to resign. In Scotland, people enjoyed a ride on a Ferris wheel over Christmas. So, what? No, this is not news. Where, where did you get this news? These are all legitimate news headlines from the BBC. Wait, I, I mean, and I, I don't believe it. I don't. I, I mean, I, I believe it's legitimate news headlines. But I mean, where did you get these from? Prison riots at G4S around prisons. Well, I mean, it's it's a bit of a stretch to say the G4S are actually running them, isn't it? From by the sounds <laughs> of it, the prisoners are the ones running it. Drive-by yogurt attack on crochet teacher's haberdashery leaves her shaken. What the fuck? Look, this is bullshit. This is not a list of news. This is fucking made up. Yahoo announces another attack. Now, that was an interesting one, because they've been attacked, what, is this the third time now? As we know of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet they're running Linux. Nintendo releases a new gimmick, which isn't the old gimmick, but really is, that runs games at a crap resolution frame rate, but claims that isn't important, and prices real controllers at £60 each. And uh, how, how much is the actual console itself? 270 Without. No, I, thought, I thought it was 330 or something. That's with a game. Oh, fucking hell. God, that's expensive. It's, it's, oh, bloody hell. Ouch. See, this is why you should just get a PC with Windows so that you can actually play games, obviously. You know, you can't use any of those vegetarian games. I, I don't know what they would be. I mean, you can't have Pin the Tail and the Donkey because that's got an animal in it. I mean, that wouldn't be vegan, would it? But I don't know, you know, put the leaves on the carrot or, um, you know, something like that. Mon- Monopoly with the uh, recycled paper, that sort of thing. Yellow rain inside <laughs> Russian hotel. Oh, Clarkson have been to Russia. This is from today's news. Burning toast gives you cancer. I mean, we knew that. Theresa May doesn't lie nor tells the truth about ineffective Trident, really, is. I don't mind how ineffective it is. It fucking launched a missile at some wonky angle, and they're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't Donald- matter that it might have been heading anywhere in the world. It'll probably land in the sea. Oh, that's nice. And finally, Donald Trump was inaugurated. Well, thanks to the BBC for some of those headlines, and thanks to angry people in local newspapers for some of the other ones. I mean, they're abysmal. All of them. <laughs> all, all of them. So you can, you can see why we didn't record now, because it wasn't worth it. No. 
No. Like, we weren't going to do, like, a an hour show on the yogurt attack. I think we should have done. That was the best headline. <laughs> by far. <laughs> Drive-by yogurt attack. <laughs> do you think it's a person sets off from their house, you know, on a commute every morning, and they sort of, you know, they get... They get kind of halfway through the yoga and they think, nah, nah, I'm full now. You know, this is enough for me, lactose intolerance. If I carry on, there's going to be issues at work later. So I better abort at this point. And they just happen to get to the same stage of the yoga every single day. It just happens to be outside this person's shop. <laughs> I can imagine it. In fact, I can imagine the owner stood outside with, a, with like a, a, another yogurt to sort of counter, counter yogurt them. And they're going to have to open their window to chuck it out. So in theory, you know, it's a, it's a window, right? Yeah. It's a two-way thing. <laughs> or just a tennis racket. Just whack it back at them. Yeah. Well, mm. according to the news, some tennis happened. That must have been what we were referring to. Yeah, what exactly was this tennis? The US Open or something? I don't fucking know. Did you think Wait, I, did you think I researched this too deeply? I was wondering why you weren't telling me about these headlines. You just, you just found the headlines, <laughs> haven't you? That, that is the sort of research that would make you invaluable in Trump's team. We're not a very optimistic podcast, are we? It's probably my fault. Let's, let's talk about something more optimistic. Uh, the Digital Economy Bill. So, uh, the Digital Economy Bill is something they're trying to push through right now. Mm-hmm. And as with many of their bills, it has some good points and some bad points. No, sorry. No, this is. You see, I'm taking issue with this already. There, there has never been a Tory bill that has had good points. It's always okay. a Tory bill, and therefore it's all entirely and completely bad. Well, this is where you'd be only partially right slash no that's not true i'm completely right so the bill has many things in it like for example better connectivity for people better infrastructure um so like obscure remote places in scotland can have good internet um you you mean you mean scotland (laughs) that Um, that is a joke um enabling sort of public services to use technology more these all seem sort of good and noble things and another thing that they've tried to shoehorn into this is providing important protections for citizens from spam emails nuisance calls and protecting children from online pornography now this is the bit that's so hang on what what so so this bill is not really about anything it sounds like it's just a collection of odds and ends that demonstrate the government hasn't actually got a full-on strategy about this. It's just odds and ends that they've cobbled together into a bill, right? Well, exactly. And this is where mm. the problematic things sort of tip start to occur. Now, protecting children from online pornography, it's not something that people are going to argue against in Parliament. Really. But it's a very... <laughs> I think it's a very problematic thing that they're trying to do. So, what they're trying to do 
is create sort of age barriers on the internet where you'd have to verify your age to access adult content. Um, but the major point of this whole thing is that is online safety, because as you said, it's a load of odds and ends that haven't been thought through properly. So they said we want age verification on the internet, but they've not specified anything. And the biggest problem with this is, for example, passport, a sort of driving driver's license, some sort of identifiable ID. If you want to access pornography, you'd have to put that into a random website on the internet. See where I'm going with this. And if you put your personal details into a random website on the internet... <coughs> that, not to use the sensible. Yeah, the thing that we've been trying to get people not to do for years, they would suddenly be like, right, you can't access porn without identification. And it is sort of the worst nightmare for anybody who values privacy and safety. Now, this isn't a sort of conversation about is pornography ethical and should we be protecting children from pornography? What it is is a huge sort of data protection issue because even if the website's legitimate, can you trust a porn site to implement sort of the proper encryption and make it safe for people to enter their run their sort of personal information into? Can you also protect pornography from children when if a child or teenager, which is still still technically children, if they want to access porn, they will find a way. Whether that's using their parents' ID, you know, anybody can lie on the internet. And so what what it becomes is a big there's a data there's a data protection issue there, there's a censorship issue there. And because it is so vague, <laughs> we don't have a clue what they'll do. And we also don't know how far it will stretch. At the moment, they're targeting pornography because it's a very easy target because nobody's going to stand up in Parliament and go, actually, I think pornography is great and I think everybody should have free access to it because it's not it's not going to do well for the politicians' careers. So, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I, 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 I accept this this thing sounds like an absolute fucking shambles of a piece of legislation because it does sound like it's um, sweeping its way across several boards um, which is really not how things are done in Parliament usually um, I suppose I, th- I think I think having a, an age wall is actually relatively sensible it's, it's a pretty innocuous uh, idea um, you know people don't want kids looking at porn and um, I think if you were a parent you would you feel that quite strongly i think that's uh that's fine um but i think one of the things about this bill which um if it did get passed we would have to uh wait and watch is how it actually performs in the courts because when a law is very very wide and vague um it, it sounds a bit like a tent that's not got any tent poles it's sort of flapping around at the moment when that goes to court there is often um a lot of work done by uh, the judiciary, so judges and lawyers, basically hammering out exactly what the bill actually means. Um, and th- that in itself is a very problematic process because it's sort of undemocratic, really. Um, how a piece of legislation, this unpinned down, will perform in the courts is a bit unpredictable. Uh, and so that's that's pretty disappointing as well. Uh, and, and your point that you, you were making about... Um, 
you know, if we start censorship on the internet, where does it end? I, I, I agree that um, that is a serious problem. Um, but this, I think what this really fundamentally comes down to is that um, nobody has an answer to how the internet should be treated. At the moment, we're in a strange hybrid situation where on the one hand there are groups wanting a totally free internet and on the other hand there are groups who think that the internet should be effectively an extension of the physical world with all the same rules applying and there are even groups which want uh, more extremes uh, than both of those things. Um, and, and at the moment we seem to be in a situation where we have the worst of all worlds because we have this sort of legislation coming out from people who want to see restrictions on the internet which are entirely unenforceable um, but we also have uh, demands and, and, and um, uh, you know private action basically being taken by groups that are uh, vehemently keen on internet freedom and it's it's so confused and it's such a mess and I think the people the only people who actually um, stand to lose out of this situation you know where this situation is heading this effectively a battle is heading is everybody else the, the way it's going it's, it's going to all end up in some massively overblown situation just because it is very very difficult to actually come up with an answer to the question how do we regulate the internet or uh, in fact not even that should we regulate the internet this is the question some people would say needs to be asked um and you know, you look at a country like China, which has very, very strict internet regulation laws, um, and you sort of say, well, the laws are in place, but we know that they are circumvented. And I think there was something in the news today about a crackdown on that. Um, it does make life very difficult. And I can understand the wanting to introduce an ID system onto the internet, because it would mean that you could regulate internet usage. Um, but at the same time, is it safe to do that? I yeah, I, I think that's a, a genuine concern as well. You know, we, we look at we look at hacks on um, allegedly proper websites like um, like Yahoo, as, as, as we mentioned before. There's people's details, people's private details, going out to the highest bidder on the internet, which is very disturbing. Uh, and I, I appreciate that some of the concern is about government snooping. But it's not just governments, it's um, all sorts of organisations uh, and all sorts of corporations as well who are responsible for this uh, snooping business. Uh, and uh, w one of the things that annoys me, it's a bit of a bugbear, is corporations having such a fucking long um, end-user list, uh, end-user agreement, or you know, wanting you to accept terms and conditions before using a website. They're so long that they're effectively unreadable. Uh, and and uh, you know, something like that, I think, would be a better direction for the government to concentrate its efforts because that's a sort of concrete thing that and the spam issue actually that you can actually make a difference on um, and, and in the meantime let academics let people who are informed make a decision about how regulated the internet needs to be because it, 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 it's an issue which is going to have to be solved the fact that it hasn't been solved already is a sort of issue of woeful regret basically that we're sort of everyone else, everyone is just sort of left hanging and the internet just is a bit of a mess really yeah is is regrettable yeah but i think i think i i really don't like about this is that um <coughs> like like specifically regarding pornography is that sexuality is a very private thing now to some people 
that never even involves pornography. But when you have a piece of personally identifiable information, so they know it's you, linked to your habits and sort of sexuality, that is in a database that we can't trust because we can't trust companies like Yahoo that make tons of money in keeping data safe. We can't trust companies like Sony to keep data safe. So how's a small company, comparatively to those, going to be able to keep that data safe? And I, I think that just, it leads to, a, like, basically blackmail material on the internet, which, for something which should be very private, um, they basically haven't thought through. Some moral crusaders who have what they think is a good idea about keeping the internet clean from those innocent little eyes who will find it anyway. Um, keeping the internet clean. But they just haven't thought that this is basically not enforceable. People will find ways around it. And the people who are going to be hurt by it is the people who legitimately just want to consume materials that the government feels is, oh, that's morally wrong, that's not good. But is it really morally wrong? Huh. I mean, it's it's a very important point, it, w- w- without question, um, and I I think that um, uh, child safety has been used as a um, has been misused rather as a yeah. as a way of introducing censorship uh, and other things. Um, uh, I don't particularly want to name particular states, but there are some states which are cracking down um, on gay people, for instance, um, under the guise of child protection. Um, it's a very regressive and backward attitude to have, and it's very, very disappointing to see it happening. But happen, it does. Um, and that's a, a real shame. Um, but, but at the same time, I think it's easy for our generation to forget that there was a time before the internet when um, pornography was only available in dodgy shops. Mm. Um, and, and, but, and, you know, in, it's kind of like... Uh, I, think, I think there's a generational difference between mm. lawmakers and between... Uh, campaigners on this uh, on the other side of the spectrum because they tend to be you know people who've grown up with the internet and who really understand the internet um, whereas the government understands um, you know a world with dodgy cinemas uh, down on unpleasant streets which you would have to go to for instance um, this is again just an example of this disconnect that I was talking about between the yeah. two things and as I say it, someone's going to have to sort it out because uh, it you know it's not going well at the moment. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult topic, and not one we're going to clean sort of um, going to clean well, up. Well, let's put it No one has the answers yet. No, and it's it's why I think actual discussions need to take place instead of just pan making people panic and going, "Oh yeah, you need to do this," because quite frankly, we need to be more intelligent. Just in general, in politics in general, we need more intelligence, like not just fucking trying to grab headlines and. Make, making it into one big reality show we need to think about the things that we're doing to this country and this this. <laughs> so um, at, at the moment then this bill uh, is actually at the committee stage in the Lords so it's been um, it's been sent through the Commons, it's passed through the Commons um, there have been a couple of discussions about it in the Lords and now committees in the Lords are looking at the bill um, once they've finished there will be uh, a report about that about the findings of committees and then there'll be another debate. Um, and then after that, they'll start talking about the various amendments which have been stuck onto the bill. And after that process, which is a process in the Commons and the Lords, then it'll go to be signed into law. 
So we shall see. Okay, so next up I think we're going to talk about films, aren't we? Yes, movie so, it is pretentious as, movie season. Uh, yes, well, I was trying not to use that phrase. So as... Um, <laughs> okay, well, look, there are a lot of awards season films out at the moment, um, as the Odeon Cinema tells me, because they have a little shitty card thing where you can collect stamps or signatures or something for every so-called award film you see. I like how they know which films are going to get awards already. That's nice. I wish I had their confidence. Anyway, um, so I've I've um, I've been and seen various films. I, um, I've seen Rogue One, which probably won't get any awards. Obviously, it's uh, much too popular. Um, uh, and I've seen uh, Fantastic Beasts. Obviously, that won't get any awards because, uh, of course, that's far too popular. Um, but uh, I have been to see La La Land. Yeah, so I mean, La La Land. Uh, I've really enjoyed the film, actually. Um, I'd heard good things about it. It's one of those times when. The film has made a bit of a stir because it's something a bit different, a bit unusual, and um, I heard a review uh, from a relatively conservative reviewing source, but I thought, oh, this sounds interesting. It, it, it piqued my interest, um, and uh, it piqued my interest enough that I wanted to go and see it. So I did. Uh, the first thing to say was the compilation of the audience was uh, mostly couples, uh, and that is probably because it is a romance, uh, and it's a, it's a really nice romance as well. Um, it feels genuine, um, and uh, it doesn't actually feel too forced either. You know, sometimes you see a romance, you think, oh, this is so generic. It's so forced in the script to be a romance. It can't be anything else. And that that can just be really grating and really dull, but not this one. And And that, in a way, doesn't become the majority of the film. The romance is a, is a scaffold, and on this scaffold is where the brilliance happens. The music, the design, the acting is all superb. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is brilliant. The, the, the trust that they put in the talent, the, the actors and actresses for this movie, is enormous and and the 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 singing that goes into it the piano playing because gosling apparently learned to play the piano um perhaps not for this role but there will be uh certainly he'll have had to practice for it because he's actually playing in the movie it, it's absolutely great and um it's really really nice to see a hollywood movie that is a musical because the, you know the era of great hollywood movies has finished you know it's gone it's dead and it's been dead for years and if you wanted to hear a musical, you'd have to go and watch a Bollywood movie. Now, I kind of wonder if that's affected the business decision behind commissioning a, uh, a musical, in that uh, Bollywood movies are increasingly popular. Um, they're actually gaining traction in the West as well. People are going to see them um, here, and with good reason. They're exciting, they're fun, and you don't go there and sit depressed because you're watching a movie about people being murdered, uh, and it's not men in stupid costumes punching each other. It's actually fun. And this movie is just that. It's fun. It's really good fun. And I don't mean that in a sort of patronising, oh, it's a, it's a fun movie for kids, you know. It's actually really very, very good. You sit through it, you listen to the music, you watch the dancing, and you watch the scenes, which are 
really nicely designed. I know there are people out there who complain when a film seems like it's staged rather than, you know, shot like a movie. You know, it feels like it's, oh, it's actually in a theatre. Well, yeah, okay, it's an understandable criticism, but this is a musical. This is a musical and you would expect it to look like a theatre. And I actually don't think it detracts, I think it adds to it. It gives it a feel of a musical, a true musical, and it's all the better for it. I suppose it would be nice to see that a movie like this, which, which, as I said, you know, the, the, the plot is not really the main point, it's about the music, it'd be nice to see if that could become a bit more mainstream. I mean, I, I, I expect this movie to do well in the awards season because it's unusual at the moment, but it's reminiscent of a, a golden age of Hollywood, which is no longer with us. You know, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers made tons of films and they were all fantastically popular. Well, okay, they weren't all have been popular, but the majority. And they've 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 retained a place in history. And this is a um this is a, an homage to that in a way, but it holds its own as itself, and I would love to see more of these movies coming out. And okay, Gosling and Stone are both not quite as good as Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. I mean that's fine. It's not something that Hollywood does, and uh, you couldn't really expect that to be right there in your face in the very first musical Hollywood movie, big musical Hollywood blockbuster that we've had in years. You wouldn't expect that. But I would think it would be really nice if those two could try and form some sort of thing, some sort of on-screen pairing that we expect to see, and their dancing gets better, their singing gets better, and the music gets better. I would absolutely love it. I'm a big fan of musical uh, of musical storytelling, and I would love to see it on the big screen more and more and more. And if you look at Bollywood, there are superstars. I mean, they are massive, these people. Why not have the same thing in Hollywood? I think people would flock to see those movies. I really do. And there's something unusual. And, you know, it wouldn't have to be released once a month, once a week. How about every two years? People would come to expect it. People would go to it and they would say, oh, yeah, beautiful. I can sit back and enjoy a movie and know that I'm going to have a really good time sitting there watching this thing. There you go. That has been a wonderful show. That has been a mammoth show. We were only going to record a quick one. Uh, but one of the reasons we recorded this was to inform our listeners oh. that we are very busy at the moment. I know we always say that, but we are particularly busy at the moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> for various reasons. And um, we are unable to record any more podcasts for a while. Yeah. It's really annoying because I like doing this. It's yeah, it's, it's, it is fun. Um, but it's like real life sometimes just kicks you um, in a good way. This um, is not the end of another damn conspiracy, however. We will be back. Yeah. You jokingly said 2018. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, glad that was a joke um, because <laughs> it will be before 2018. Um, yes. I, I would expect a break of two, three months. Yeah, it's, it's going to have to be a couple of months, but when we're back, like we've got loads of ideas of stuff we've really wanted to do for a while, That's and right, yeah. we've just not been able to do regular shows consistently enough, never mind any of the wild plans. Uh, it doesn't it's, doesn't feel fair to a listener to expect us to do these things regularly when we yeah. know we can't. So at yeah. the moment, 
they're saying to you, all right, we will be back. But this is the back. last one for a little while. Mm. Indeed. But if you know you want to get in contact with us, we have a Facebook and a Twitter account. This we will still be updating the Facebook page we will as we go, mainly because I find it a useful way to spam uh, political rants. <laughs> although, although I I refrain from putting my commentary of Trump's inauguration onto the Another Damn Conspiracy page. Mainly, that was an oversight; it didn't occur to me. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we will still maintain that, and I, I'm guessing that we will still run the Twitter account. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to start... We haven't really done much with the Twitter account, except post shows. Mm. So one of the things we're going to do when we bring back the show is have the Facebook be active and the Twitter account be active. Not just when we're posting shows, but also just generally when we find something interesting or stupid and we want to go look at this stupid thing. Isn't that funny? That's um, right, that's right. So we're going to do that a lot more when the show comes back um, so yeah if you have any sort of responses to this show or you have any topics you want us to discuss in the future or you just want to sort of catch up with us whilst we're gone you know, do contact us through Facebook Facebook That's right. and if you, if, you, if you want us to cover anything particularly if you have ideas that you would like us to cover and you maybe know something about it yourself please get in touch we are interested no, we, we I will are. not necessarily call you a vegan <laughs> unless you are a vegan <laughs> Which, uh, fair enough, you're a vegan. I would call you a vegan. Anyway, look, uh, what were you saying? Um, so it's facebook.com slash damnconspiracy or, or at damnconspiracy at Twitter. So the opening music, as usual, was by Josh Woodward. Thank was you it? for offering our music for free. Thank you. And we will see you all in 2017 uh, ish and a half, maybe. Hopefully. We will. Until, we until will. next time, farewell. Goodbye. <laughs>